From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Diz Unplugged. Welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for the week of January 16th, 2013. From Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, Kathy Whirling, Sean Thompson, Kevin Close, and John Magi, and joining us via Skype from Fresno, California, uh, Disneyland correspondent and host of the Diz Unplugged Disneyland show, Tom Bell, and from La Crosse, Wisconsin, joining us this week via Skype as well. Tommy Sandvik, our special correspondent, out in the snowy tundra. Uh, in this episode, we are going to talk about the management shakeup uh, going that went on at uh, Disney this past week, and uh, there was a lot of uh, some things we had heard, uh, some things we hadn't, uh, some some real surprises on who was moved where. So, before we get into the discussion, I just kind of want to go over with everybody exactly what happened. Uh, the big, thrilling announcement, for me anyway, Meg Crofton, who is currently the president of Walt Disney World, has been moved to president uh, of, uh, uh, what, what is she? I'm sorry. She's I, the president of Walt Disney Parks and Resorts Operations for the U.S. and France. Okay, there you go. And uh, long story short, she ain't president of Disney World anymore. So, and... This week, we've been on property quite a bit, and we've talked to a number of cast members who are just trying to contain their glee that that she is gone. However, she still is overseeing Walt Disney Yeah, World. but it's important, and I think this has to be part of the discussion. This position they've moved her into, I'm going to put real money on it now. This is where Disney executives go to retire. Um, I think that she's... Uh, I think this is a, a... I can't use the word I want to use... This is a not real position that she that they've moved her into. Um, Sounds and, more important to me. Do you think it's a figurehead okay. position? Well, I, we're going to get into that discussion, right. but I just wanted to say Meg Crofton is out. Taking her place is George Caligridis, who is currently uh, the president of uh, the Disneyland Resort. From his bio, Caligridis has a long history with the Walt Disney Company. Worked with the company almost exclusively for 40 years. He first started working with Disney while he was in college. He bussed tables at the Contemporary when Disney World first opened in 1971. He then quickly moved up the ladder, becoming vice president of operations at Epcot, senior vice president at the Disneyland Resort from 2000 to 2002, chief operating officer at Disneyland Paris from 2006 to 2009, and finally president of the Disneyland Resort from 2009 until now and he was just recently named president of the walt disney world resort and again we'll get into a discussion about this but those are the qualifications somebody taking over walt disney world should have not i was head of human resources the cleaning woman but anyway um michael colglazer who is currently the vice president of disney's animal kingdom will move to be the president of the disneyland resort uh, Cole Glazer's Disney career spans more than two decades across several areas of Walt Disney Parks and Resorts, including operations, glo- global development, Disney photo imaging, operations, strategy and technology, and strategic planning. For the last seven years, Cole Glazer has served as head of Disney's Animal Kingdom theme park, where he has been instrumental in planning and developing the Avatar theme land, 
in prior leadership positions. He oversaw the creation and growth of Disney's PhotoPass program and helped re-energize interventions at both Disneyland and Epcot. Okay. Okay, that's not a check mark in the cost column. <laughs> I was just going to say. As um, chief, chief picture taker. <laughs> uh, Tom Wolber, who is currently the senior vice president of Disney Cruise Line, is moving to vice president of downtown Disney and Disney Sports. Uh, in that role, in the role he currently has is uh, Disney Cruise Line's senior vice president. Tom is responsible for shipboard operations, including purchasing, logistics, onboard entertainment, and youth activities, operations, integration, and marine and technical operations. And he's also in charge of Disney Cruise Line's London office. He joined Cruise Line in 1999 and led the launch of the Disney Wonder. He's been working for Disney since 1989 and has led several worldwide projects. In Europe, he was responsible for opening, um, I'm going to try and say this with a straight face, Ranch Davy Crockett at the Disneyland Paris Resort, and for establishing the presence of Disney Vacation Club in Europe. In the United States, Tom worked with the DVC, leading resort operations and the development of early Disney Vacation Club properties. Uh, This next one is the one that just hit my heart. Uh, Josh DeMauro, who's current vice president of Adventures by Disney, will move to vice president of Disney's Animal Kingdom, replacing Michael Kohlglazer. Uh, DeMar previously served as vice president of finance for the global licensing division of Disney's consumer products. He's had 12 years with Disney, including leadership positions in marketing and sales, travel operations at Hong Kong Disneyland, where he was instrumental in developing new niche segments to strategically enhance the business, and at the Disneyland Resort, where he helped engineer an effective global distribution network. Prior to joining Disney, uh, Josh DeMauro worked in corporate finance for the Gillette Corporation, which I didn't know. And uh, <coughs> Claire Bilby, the current vice president of Disney Vacation Club, is moving to senior vice president of sales and marketing at Disneyland Paris and Europe. Uh, Claire Bilby has been senior vice president of DVC since August of 2011. She served as senior vice president of DVC uh, Okay, this is just repeating itself, sorry. Um, Served as Senior Vice President of Sales and Distribution Marketing at Walt Disney Company. Also served as Vice President of Sales and Distribution Marketing at the Disneyland Resort. She was responsible for Disneyland's uh, resort meetings and conventions, incentive sales programs, and directs the Walt Disney Travel Company's West Coast operation. Ms. Bilby provided an even more integral role to the business as Disneyland celebrated its 50th anniversary. Uh, beginning May 5th, 2005, and continuing for 18 months. Uh, Claire Bilby helps lead. Obviously, I'm reading this from Disney's bios, and they really should check these. Um, she did a lot of sales work. Let's just put it that way. And now she's in charge of DVC, and she's being moved over to Vice President Sales and Marketing Disneyland Paris. Uh, finally, Ken Potrock, who is the current Vice President of Downtown Disney and Disney Sports, will head to Disney Vacation Club and Adventures by Disney. Um, this is scaring me to no end. That, yeah, that worries me. Uh, Ken Potrock currently leads Disney Sports Enterprises, responsible for Walt Disney Parks and Resorts' involvement in all sports efforts globally, including line of business leadership in the newly reimagined ESPN Wide World of Sports Complex in Orlando, and uh, developing a synergistic relationship with ESPN, um, Basically, he's in charge of Wide Waste of Space, and now they're giving him Disney Vacation Club and Adventures by Disney. So let's, uh, I just wanted to give everybody kind of that overview of, of who these people are, who the players are, 
and where they're being moved to. Uh, let's start off with uh, George Caligridis. I want to go to Tom Bell. Uh, Tom, you've been—I mean, big Disneyland fan. You know the—you uh, know the—you know George Caligridis in terms of a fan's perspective. How was he as president of Disneyland? Uh, he was a fan favorite and a cast member favorite up until recently, when he canceled the Christmas parties. But. Uh, Everybody what? loved him. He canceled he, the Christmas party. He's going to do a great job for y'all. Mm-hmm. He canceled the Christmas parties. Yeah, they they typically had a cast member Christmas parties. They would close the park a little early and have two nights of cast member Christmas parties. And I, I'm I'm sure it wasn't his decision alone, but yeah, he's getting he's taking the fall for that one. But other than that, this is yeah. somebody that has been a fan favorite. Now that's saying something right. because yeah. the Disneyland fans are. Yes. Ruthless. And uh, they don't like you. They don't like you. And uh, I think it's fair to say, though, if you look at his resume, he's got a long time with the company in various roles. I think this is a really good fit for him. I think it is. But I'm also I'm also wondering at, you know, with basically 40 years with Disney, is this guy close to being ready to retire? I mean, does anybody have a thought on that? I mean, no, I don't think so. Nah, I don't think so. He's, he doesn't seem to be that old. Well, unless he started working for Disney when he was eleven. Like I think he was a busboy at. Busboy, yeah. Yeah, so he probably started when he was eighteen, nineteen. So it puts him at sixty. I have no idea how old he is. I did get to talk to him on the phone one time. He was the manager of the California Grill at one time. Was he really? Mm-hmm. And I had a huge problem. Long story, boring story, but um, I eventually got to talk to him on the telephone. Well, I know I heard uh, or he something. He might have been in charge of operations. I don't know what well, he was. I, I, I know I heard a story uh, when he was uh, senior VP of Epcot that a guest had a problem, and he called them at home. He did. He wow. called me. And he was like really known for that level of, of service. And like I said, you, know, you, look at his, you look at his resume with Disney, you know, starting out busing tables at the Contemporary, uh, uh, Vice President of Operations at Epcot, Senior VP at Disneyland, Chief Operating Officer at Disneyland Paris, and now running the Disneyland Resort. This is a guy with a resume that is worthy of mm-hmm. being in charge. in charge of Walt Disney World. And just to remind everybody, the reason that Meg Crofton got it was because they passed over the man who should have had the job, Matt We Met, who had been in charge of Disney Vacation Club and made that successful. Uh, took over Disney Cruise Line after it launched poorly, and he turned that around. Went out to Disneyland, became a huge fan favorite right. at Disneyland, so. and was next in line. And he got passed over. He got passed over from Meg Crofton, and that's when he left the company. And so at least, at least George Caligridis deserves to be in that position. Tommy, what do you think about George Caligridis coming in as president? Well, I think um, it can't, it, you don't want to sound too bad, but it can't get much worse. So I think, um, I think there are some people that could have been uh, worse than, than him, I suppose. I'm not, not worse than him, worse than Meg, I'm sorry, uh, I suppose. But um, I really like the fact, what really stuck out to me is that um, you want somebody who's willing to fight for things that he believes in. And um, my understanding is when the uh, Millennium Celebration was coming around that it, they were going to make it a uh, something centered around the entire resort, and he uh, really lobbied to get that over to Epcot. 
uh, and was successful in doing so, and, and Epcot became the focal point of the, the celebration. Uh, so I really like that aspect um, of him. So I think he's going to um, lead, lead to good things, and uh, he's, uh, from what I've read, he's a very hands-on uh, executive, so I think that that can also be a good thing, that someone that's a little bit more uh, you know, kind of knows what's going on um, with the parks would would be a very good thing. Right. Now, Tommy, you were also, uh, until recently, a cast member at Walt Disney World. So you worked under Meg Crofton's reign. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. What you were know, your impressions of it? A funny story about that, which I'm more than willing to share. Um, it wasn't <laughs> long ago. Um, it was, I think, maybe last summer. Um, I was walking backstage, and I saw a, um, you know, a car... Uh, a black uh, town car in an area you, you usually, usually would not see one. And uh, I thought, oh, well, that's kind of weird. And then I saw a guest assistance, uh, I'm sorry, a guest relations person. And I thought, oh, okay, must be a you know, celebrity or something because um, it was right near a tunnel access point. And uh, up out of the tunnels as I'm walking back from break comes Meg Crofton. <laughs> now, the interesting thing about this, and it, it's a little thing, but it matters to the front line. She had no visible ID, uh, which is a requirement, especially for, for the executives, you know, for any manager, they display their, their ID all the time. No name tag on, which is also, uh, you know, I, I don't care if you're who you are, if you're the guy sweeping the streets or you're Bob Iger, you wear a name tag. You wear your name tag, yeah. Uh, when, when you're working. And um, in addition to that, I actually tried to engage her uh, in conversation. Uh, I wasn't exactly going to, you know, couple things, uh, although I wanted to, but uh, just, you know, to try and get an acknowledgement out of her, I said, you know, hello, and I, I, you know, kind of nodded my head, no response, kept walking right past her, I mean, she, you couldn't have missed me, I was the only one there, and she just completely, you know, uh, ignored me, so um, that just kind of further cemented my own, you know, thoughts about, about her, yeah, she, I, uh, so I, I, I'm hoping that 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 George, uh, maybe Tom, if you've heard of things, you know that that he's the kind of person that if he sees frontline cast is going to you know talk to them or say hi or hey how's it going or have a good day, you know those are the sorts of things that make all the difference in the world to frontline cast members. Right. Well, I think I, I I used to work in a corporation and every once in a while would see the owner and CEO, and I don't know that. He ever said hello to me either, so I'm not entirely sure that's a unique. No, he was situ- a tool, though. Well, that's another point, but but it's still not a unique situation. I mean, there's what yeah, sixty five thousand people. The corporate culture. I think yeah. I think Disney though has that culture of yeah, cast members. You wear your name tag. You you're recognizable, and I guess she would know that who you were based on where you were and what you were wearing. But you don't know who you're meeting. You never know if you're meeting a guest or somebody. Right. You know, you should have your game face on. You should have your Disney face on. Well, like I said, the number of cast members that I spoke to this past week, what do you think about Meg Croft and leaving? Um, smiles that would come across their face, the kind of smile, of, it, was, it was almost of relief. Um, I, I, I don't think I've run into a cast member yet that said, you know what, she's amazing. Um, uh, because she wasn't. She wasn't. I don't think she was a good president for Walt Disney World. Um, I think Caligritus is probably one of the better choices they could have made uh, to bring in. He certainly has the resume for it. He certainly has the resume. He certainly has the reputation. Um, And this will be a challenge for him, though. I mean, running Disneyland is one thing. Running World is another thing. Now, when they announce these new people, 
do they bring a team with them or are we just talking now George is coming here and things are going to be wonderful you know what I mean like I find it hard to believe that one person can make that no, big think, of a difference I think they have people in within their sphere that they bring with them that's what I'm administrative yeah. support and things like that but I don't think they do a complete management shakeup I don't think you're going to see top-down management shakeup like the resorts aren't going to change and the parks aren't going to change. No, I, I think just, generally speaking, no, they probably don't. I think they may have one or two key people yeah. that they love to work with that they bring with them. But generally speaking, no, I think they just. So really, George is going to, you know, moving. come here now to, to Disney World and he's he's going to accomplish things that, you know, Meg couldn't and other people. Well, within- it comes, it, look, you know, in that position, in that position, you influence a lot. Oh, yeah. You influence a lot. So it comes down to style. It comes down to uh, your it comes down to your philosophy, how things should run. You know, what was always said about the reason Meg Crofton got the job over Matt we met was that Matt wasn't willing to be a hand puppet to Jay Rasulo. That Matt had his own ideas. And Matt had his own way of doing things, and they weren't always in conjunction with then chairman of Parks and Resorts, Jay Rasulo. It's now Tom Staggs. But you, you, that, was the, that was what we heard. What I heard was the reason that Matt got passed over and they went with Meg Crofton because, you know, she's pretty much sitting there, you know, cleaning the toilets saying, sure, I'll, I'll, run, I'll run the park um, and doing whatever she's told. And we've seen the results of that. So it sounds like they're bringing somebody. I think Tommy's story was interesting about the Millennium Celebration. I think they're bringing somebody in with his own mind who maybe, you know, m- maybe knows how to navigate the political waters a little bit better than, than, than Matt we met did. Uh, but I think it's very interesting. I also think it's interesting Michael Colglazer, uh, another extraordinarily popular uh, Disney executive in charge of Disney's Animal Kingdom right now, heading out to be president of the Disneyland Resort. Tom, do you think they have learned that uh, no more Paul Pressler? <laughs> I think so. I mean, the, like you said, the Disneyland fans won't let that happen again. There's no way. And, and, and I, I, from what I understand, I've never met Michael Cole Glazer, but from what I've heard about him, and I think uh, Dustin can definitely shed some light on this, having worked at Animal yeah. Kingdom, that uh, the kind of manager that he is, very hands-on, very engaged with the cast, uh, walking the parks, that is exactly the kind of, ma- the kind of person what, you have to have. And that was definitely not Paul Pressler, was it? I'll tell you, I saw, I saw Michael Cole Glazer at least once a month just at my, you know, uh, when I would be a greeter somewhere. You'd just see him walking around. You know, he'd have his team with him, but he was always walking around in the parks, Michael Cole Glazer. Was he approachable? Oh, absolutely, yeah. He'll chat with you. As long as you go up to him, sometimes he'll go up to you. You know, he's a, he's a nice guy. But in terms of how Animal Kingdom ran? Well, I, I only ever worked there with Michael Colglazer. I never saw any kind of shift, but I know that um, a lot of major changes, especially in the, uh, the, cast, um, the cast portion, backstage areas, they f- he focused a lot on, on the cast um, and, and making their jobs and their experiences a lot better. And then, of course, you've seen a lot of things change in Animal Kingdom. He was probably pretty key in, in uh, organizing some of the Avatar stuff as well. So he's, he's done a lot for Animal Kingdom in the last couple of years that he was there. Tommy, what are your thoughts on Michael Colglazer? Um, 
the aspect that uh, that I that's that's good to hear, um, you know, that that he's hands-on and such, which makes me think that perhaps the issues that exist in Animal Kingdom are um, are uh, maybe he's fought for and been unsuccessful, which brings about the point of, uh, you know, who who ultimately who who does the buck stop with with certain things, you know. Um, there's also, I guess, from what I've read, the opinions about, you know, the broken yeti, um, the the hopper in the, in the tree of life, you know, basic attraction things. I mean, a, a branch fell off the tree of life, and mm, uh, yeah. I guess it's still a, a temporary um, to to prevent any future issues or harm to guests. They put up uh, nets mm-hmm. above the walkway, yeah. heading into um, it, it's tough to be a bug. Um, because yeah, when a one-ton tree branch falls down, the net will catch it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, I, I find that interesting. Uh, the, it, Animal Kingdom, I think. Um, yeah, to be honest, I don't. I I never went there a lot. Um, it just wasn't really usually because by the time I was ready to go to a park, it's three o'clock in the afternoon. The safaris, you know, already their fast passes are gone. That sort of thing. So I never really. I didn't go a whole lot. Um, but I I was. Um, I mean, specifically from the from the attractions that maybe need a little bit of work. You know that that is uh, my. Uh, but I think um, you know maybe that was a that was a higher up thing, and you know of course everything has red tape at Disney. It takes time to resolve things and, and such. Tom, what are you, uh, what are you hearing about Michael Colglazer coming out to Disneyland? Uh, right now, we're hearing not much of anything. Uh, just uh, so I'm, I'm kind of interested in hearing what you guys are talking about because <clears throat> we're not getting much information yet. Well, everything I like I said, everything I've heard about Michael Colglazer. Yeah. Very hands-on, very engaged, and I, you know, when I when I when I heard this, I I said, okay, they they've learned a lesson here, um, you know, and I think it really, in a lot of ways, started with Matt. We met because Matt was the, that that guy. Matt, uh, I I met Matt when he was working at Disney Cruise Line, and one of the first things that struck me was that the people that work for Disney Cruise Line when they would talk about Matt, we met, it was almost with this reverence. They adored him, and he was very accessible to everybody that worked for him. And his door was always open, and people the people that worked for him loved him. And he brought that out to Disneyland. And he got that not just with the cast, but he got it with the fans as well. So I think moving people like this, because not all Disney managers are like this. No. They're not the ones who'll walk the park and interact with the cast and things like that. That is what you need out in out in Disneyland. So, this next one though, does this sound like a demotion? To anybody else? You're senior vice president of Disney Cruise Line, and you're being moved to downtown Disney and Disney Sports. You know, I think the, a question has to be raised too. What is the what is the reason for these people moving into these new positions? Have they applied for a job? Or Disney just moving you around? I think Disney just moves you around. If Disney has moved me from head of Disney Cruise Line to the head of Downtown Disney, I would consider that a demotion. Yeah, this is Tom Walber we're talking about. He is currently the senior vice president of Disney Cruise Line, but now if, moving over to over Wide World of Sports in Downtown Disney. But if it was an open position and he volleyed for it, then there must be a reason for the it. other argument to be made. Wide World of Sports, well, not a failure. I don't think has set. Anything here really on fire? Downtown Disney is—I mean, it has some—it has some bright spots. I think the opening of Splitsville uh, was definitely a move in the right direction. And I know we're going to get a rant out of Tommy Sandvik here. Um, one of the reasons I wanted him on for this. 
Um, you know, if you're vice president of Disney Cruise Line, you, you're really good. You're really good at what you do. Their management team, since Matt we met, has been extraordinary. And it's the reason that the cruise line has done so well, expanded so much. Uh, they really do have an excellent, excellent management team. So I don't know this man personally. I haven't seen the, the – but he's in charge of basically everything that goes on on the ship. From merchandising to operations to, you know, so this is somebody with an extraordinary amount of experience. He's was in, he was doing this for the launch of both the dream and the fantasy. And those launches were superb. So you're taking somebody like this. Are you saying, is Disney saying by this, we are, we want major management. We want a major management shift in how these two areas are run, downtown Disney and wide world of sports. I would either, it's either that or he pissed somebody off. You know, he told Bob Iger's wife she looked fat and now he's, you know, now he's running downtown Disney. It's one or the other. Um, Tommy, what do you think? I think that, um, well, first of all, Disney has a history of moving, um, managers and just leadership in general around. They do it with managers, uh, frontline managers all the time. It's extremely annoying. It's frustrating. Um, it creates inconsistencies. Uh, with, um, with the executive level, I think, I really think that they are taking someone with an extraordinary background of success uh, that, that, I mean, I, no one can argue with with the success of Disney Cruise Line. They're, you just you can't. And I think the fact that they're putting him over Downtown Disney is more along the lines of uh, we we want someone to, to come up there and come in and uh, and fix it. Uh, there have been rumors that have kind of come and gone, but I think they're on the drawing board and waiting for the maybe they were waiting for the right person or for this shakeup um, having to do with not only re, uh, redoing Downtown Disney, uh, but expanding it. And if you're taking someone who has, uh, was able to expand uh, to two new ships and maintain the quality and service through that expansion, uh, which is very difficult because of the amount of training that then has to go on on the old ships because a lot of people were coming to the new ships and such, uh, I think that's a very good thing. So uh, pretty much everyone in the, in the Downtown Disney realm is excited that they're bringing in someone hoping that the focus is going to be a bit more on downtown Disney than on uh, wide world of sports because I, I guess I don't really have an opinion one way or the other about wide world of sports. It needs a major significant management change. Well, uh, well I, know that, well, I know that Disney does shuffle their managers around quite a bit. It's not done at this level anyway. It's not done, you know. A lot. Willy, uh, it's, not, it's not done a lot. It's also not done willy-nilly either. It's you know, if you're moving somebody at this level, you're moving them into these positions, there's a reason you're doing it. Um, my guess would be that Tom Wolber is being brought over downtown Disney and, sport, and the sports complex because they want somebody who's going to revitalize it. And that would be my guess. Uh, if you look at his background with Cruise Line, one of the things he was in charge of was entertainment. So maybe there's going to be a major shift towards entertainment could in be. these two areas. Could be. And say, listen, it's time we got something in there that's more of a draw than just restaurants 
And I think we see it with some of what's already happened. Splitsville mm-hmm. is more of an entertainment venue. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what changes. But I don't know where, I guess I don't have the vision. I don't know where downtown Disney can go. I don't know what it needs to be to be really. I'll tell you, I think, Splitsville, I think Splitsville was a move in the right direction, personally. Yeah, now, um, how long do you give when these new people come into their positions? How long do you give them? To say that, yes, they made a change. Or they- well, you know what? It's funny you mentioned that because that's a nice segue into the next manager that got moved around. Josh DeMauro, who is currently the vice president of Adventures by Disney, now going over to Animal Kingdom. Josh was given two years, two years ago, okay. to turn Adventures by Disney around, and he did it. Uh, now, this is the only one of these managers that I have personal experience with. I've met with Josh a number of times. I've talked to Josh on the phone a number of times. Um, <clears throat> I've gotten a really good feel for him. And after, I think, maybe the second or third time I met him, I commented to somebody, he reminds me a lot of Matt We Met. And he used to work under Matt We Met when he was in finance, because that's where Matt We Met came out of. And he has that same, that, I mean, this, this is not an executive who's full of himself. This is a guy who is passionate about what he does, brilliant manager, brilliant manager. What he did to turn around Adventures by Disney on, on so many levels, um, I thought was, was fantastic. This is, this is a guy who's going places. This is a young guy. This is a guy. Is in his, this the guy that we met at that ABD yes, seminar? He, yes, yep. he is. Okay, okay. He's now in charge of Animal Kingdom. And... I'm really happy for Animal Kingdom. You have you got you guys working at Animal Kingdom have absolutely no idea the gem that you are getting. Um, but of course, Adventures by Disney is a product that is close to my heart, uh, all of our hearts. And Josh was an excellent steward, savior of that product. If it wasn't for Josh, that product would have gone away. And I don't know anything about. Uh, Ken Potrock, who is now going to be taking over. Um, I know nothing about him at all. Uh, so we but, don't even know where he's coming from. Well, well yeah. we know, I mean, we know that he's coming from, uh, he's currently vice president of downtown Disney and Disney oh, Sports. Okay. So, but I know. will say this. One of the things in his bio is they credit him heavily, heavily with um, the success of the marathons of Run Disney and those are tremendously successful. Right. So he has some vision in that area. If it was his idea or he fostered it, he has some vision in that area that well, he could possibly bring to it. But. Yeah. I, and, and, and that's not for nothing. What Disney has done with the marathons is nothing short of extraordinary, what, how they've built those up. And so, absolutely. But Adventures by Disney, we know all too well, Adventures by Disney is a very unique product. And it's not the kind of product that can be run the way a theme park is or run the way other things within the Disney universe are run. And when you get a new executive coming into these positions, one of the first things they want to do is put their stamp on it, which is understandable. But it's not broke right now there, Mr. Potrock. It's not broke. Don't fix it. Okay? Please. Don't fix that. Always room for improvement. Always room. But again, having met Josh, knowing Josh, knowing what a great, 
great guy he is, what a genuine guy he is, what a great manager he's been over. I mean, I, Kevin, the number of times that you have been calling in to Adventures by Disney and Josh was listening in on the call. I was going to mention that. I was going to say he's very unusual in that he would be the one monitoring phone calls into the department, which is unheard of. Right. He's a senior vice president now. Monitoring guest calls to see how, what kind of questions are coming in. He wants to hear it himself. Certainly people are giving him information. He's getting reports. But that's not the kind of manager he is. And those are just, that's one of about 11 million things I love about this Something guy. that really impressed us that we were on one of our exclusive backstage magic trips and we were out by the trains and Josh just showed up. Yep. He drove out. He wanted to meet our group. Mm. He wanted to say hi to us. He gave everybody a special <laughs> gift, a special pin. Mm-hmm. So I think he really, really, I felt, I think he took an ownership of Adventures by Disney to really make it special and make it good and unique. And he did. And he did. And, you know, like I said, he's the second coming of Matt we met. Watch this one. This guy is, I, I'm telling you, 10 years from now, I wouldn't be surprised if he was sitting, if he was sitting in the corporate suite in Burbank. Um, he's, got, he's got it. He's got it. If the company chooses to move in that direction, to, at that level, at that upper, upper echelon, they don't. But should they start, this guy's one to watch. But Animal Kingdom just got a gem. Claire Bilby, Vice President of Disney Vacation Club, moving to Sales and Marketing Disneyland Paris, Europe. Um, you know, she really didn't have a lot of time to do anything with Disney Vacation Club, did she? I, I mean, she's credited with delivering an exceptional experience to its 170,000 members. I you're one know, of them. I don't know what that means. <laughs> did she personally deliver pizza to their rooms? What did she do? Well, this, I, you know, she has been in, she's only been in that role since August of 2011. Hmm. She really hasn't had an opportunity. I mean, and she came into that role under very difficult circumstances. I can't remember his name now, the guy that got fired. He was in charge of BBC and Olani. And, and then Olani caught on fire. And There was all sorts of stuff oh, on Olani. Yeah. And then they found out that there were things going on at DVC that weren't cool. And this guy got the boot. Claire Bilby stepped in to take over. It was not one of those normal management shakeups. This guy was shown the door. And Claire Bilby stepped in to, like, stop the bleeding, basically. Um, but I don't follow it closely enough to really know how effective she was, how good she was. Um, and it doesn't matter because they're sending her to Disneyland Paris. So, you know, uh, that could be a good thing for her, good thing for us. I don't know. But, uh, now again, Ken Potrock now, uh, vice president of downtown Disney and Disney Sports, Coming, uh, taking over Disney Vacation Club and Adventures by Disney. I do think it's interesting that they have expanded the role. <laughs> They've combined the roles of DB, head of DVC and head of now they both by report, Disney. They both report, both of those divisions report to Carl Holtz. Carl Holtz. Who had both of them. So now they're bringing this next level in. And you have some, Kevin, you have some ideas about the relationship between DVC and Adventures by Disney already. I think it's definitely a push that you use your DVC points to book them. As a matter of fact, <clears throat> they go so far as if you're a DVC member and you want to use cash. cash, if you want to pay cash, you're guaranteed the lowest price of the year. Even later on, uh, 
Ventures by Disney works similarly to Disney Cruise Line in that as available space fills on any trip, the price increases. If you're a DVC member and willing to pay cash, and by that I mean cash credit, you don't have to like pay for the whole thing at once. No, give Josh an envelope in the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're allowed to book the lowest price of the year. You don't go up in tier pricing. So what worries me is that there's going to be more of a concentration of that symbiotic relationship, and there's, they're going to get away from, which is what they started to do that made it successful, was geared away from just the DVC advertisement. Okay, well, just the part that makes me nervous is the fact that the guy in charge of downtown Disney is now in charge of Adventures by Disney. That scares the hell out of me. Yeah. Um, Tommy, I mean, what do you know about this guy? I'm sure you've thrown like eggs at his house because they close mannequins. But um. <laughs> yeah, well, that I, I actually I wanted to research. I didn't get a chance. Um, do you know if this is the same guy? I know who the vice president of Downtown Disney was when the uh, Pleasure Island fiasco. That was uh, at Backlore, wasn't it? But I don't know if the um, uh, who the senior vice president was. I believe. The uh, senior vice president has remained the same, and it was, in fact, this guy. And my only thought with that is the exact same as yours, which is, okay, I'm looking at the guy who's over uh, downtown Disney and has been and is going to an incredibly uh, a very successful area of the company now. And my thought is don't screw it up. Yeah, I, I just – this is the only one of these. And again, I don't know really much about Ken Potrock, so I'm not really making any judgments here. I'm just kind of going on the surface – that he's in charge of downtown Disney and Disney sports, taking over Disney Vacation Club and Adventures by Disney. Um, you know, that would say to me, somebody has a lot of faith in this guy. Um, from my perspective, just as a guest, from my perspective, saying, okay, downtown Disney and Disney sports, Disney Vacation Club and Adventures by Disney. Yeah. Okay, I hope you do better. Disney Vacation Club is a juggernaut unto itself. I... I hope I don't regret saying this, but I almost think that at this point, I don't know what someone can do to ruin that business. I mean, it is tremendous. And well, the just, guy they fired was doing pretty good. Um, uh, I can't, I can't believe I can't remember his name. It's but even under tongue. his stewardship, they increased resorts and they increased membership. Okay, so. you're going to see a lot of emails coming in from DVC members about that guy. This is the guy who went cheap yeah. at Bay Lake Towers. And was quoted saying some really unflattering things about the members. Mm-hmm. Um, we bought all this stuff from Ikea. Basically. <laughs> I, I think Ikea is giving it too much credit. I think they bought it from Oddlot. Um, but I can't remember his name either. And I can't, just, I can't think of his name. But, you know, Disney Vacation Club, Disney's highest affinity group. These are people who are spending tens of thousands of dollars on an ownership interest. I think the only affinity group higher are going to be the people buying at Golden Oaks. Uh, this is a this is important, and this is a vocal, sometimes angry group. So, you know, if any group is going to keep this guy on his toes, it's going to be the DVC members. Um, but it just feels to me like Adventures by Disney is being almost absorbed, and I wonder how much attention it's going to get from this guy. Uh, would be interesting. Will be interesting to see, but that's the only one of these that I'm like I'm not even like saying it's a bad choice. I, I'm not sure yet, but that's the only one of them that gives me pause. I think George Caligridis was a great choice. I think Michael uh, Colglazer, Tom Wilbur, Josh Demaro, um, in specific. I think they are promoting and moving 
the guys that are going to be are going to continue to make a, a huge impact. Claire Bilby, I don't know that much about, nor do I know that much about Ken Potrock to be able to make those statements. But the other ones, I do. Tom Bell, any last thoughts about what you're hoping to see from uh, Mr. Cole Glazer when he gets uh, gets into his new office? But before I get to that, I think the 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 thing that worries me <coughs> is that Meg Crofton's going to be down the highway in Burbank now. <laughs> <laughs> She's your problem um, now. Uh, I I think at this point, I think you're going to see her. I actually think you're going to see her picking up trash on the side of five. <laughs> Maybe. Um, I think Disneyland is kind of on autopilot at this point for the next couple of years. They've got everything's in place. I don't I don't know that he could make any changes at this point. So I I think it, it should be okay. Yeah, but you know, I mean, you know how the Disneyland fans are. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they. They'll let him know. They'll let him know uh, shortly. But is there anything in particular you, you that you're looking for in terms of what you would like to see? Is there anything that Caligridis didn't do that you would like to see Michael Cole Glazer do? Not off the top of my head, no. Uh. Tommy, what about you? What are, you, what are you? What are your final thoughts here on this uh, management shakeup? Uh, I'm going to be watching Downtown Disney very closely, of course, oh, with that, that change. Um, goes without and, saying, uh, yeah. <laughs> just seeing seeing what comes of that. But in terms of the, um, I, I agree that I think that this is um, the Meg Crofton off into retirement uh, role. Uh, I don't I don't know how long. Um, I, I've heard as short as six months, uh, just as a way to let her go out um, in good. I guess uh, thoughts, <laughs> and uh, and as far as the you know someone being president of uh, of George being over Disney World, uh, I just hope that uh, that he gets in there and and uh, identifies the, the problems where they are, and really tries to focus on them. And, and there there are plenty, you know. There's certainly a lot of things that that are done well, and uh, I always kind of step back at the end of the day, and you know I say for. For all the things that go on behind the scenes, and all the things that are broken, or all the things that they've cut or raised prices on, or whatnot, you know, people still come. Yeah, and just as you always say, people still come, yep. and uh, it still puts on an overall smooth product. But um, there's there's some things that need to be addressed, and so I, I'm going to be, uh, you know, keeping my ear out uh, regarding those things, um, rather it be attractions or um, even things in terms of how the cast are treated. Um, you know the the reduction, uh, which is interesting. You mentioned about the cast party, uh, Tom, because there's been year after year after year we've seen a continued decline in the benefits offered to cast members. Um, you know things in their uh, in in their dining uh, reservation capabilities and, and that sort of thing. So I'd be interested to see if any of that kind of tries to uh, reverse this, maybe just a little bit, uh, to garner some some goodwill. Well, we are going to find out. Uh, they're all going to be starting their jobs very soon. And uh, I think before long, we're going to start seeing clear indications of how things are going to change. Can I read a sentence from the press release that you didn't read? As part of the organization's approach to providing new opportunities and challenges to leaders, each of these transitions is designed to give seasoned executives the opportunity to broaden their knowledge of the segment's diverse businesses and operations around the world. Seems to me like these are not done specifically for the division they're going to, but more for the leader. It also breaks up some complacency. After you've done a job for a certain amount of time, you know, fresh eyes might offer a new perspective. 
and sometimes fresh eyes might not, <laughs> you know, and that's, but you're right. I think that's absolutely what they try and go for with this. Just, I, you know, I, I they can't also, get, I can't get the guy in charge of downtown Disney being in charge of adventures by Disney. The other thing this does though, is this sort of grooms people. The cream rises to the top right? by giving you the opportunity to succeed in more than one venue. What right. you're basically doing is you're grooming the next big leader. That's what I'm hoping for. Like with, with somebody like Josh tomorrow in particular, um, that is exactly what I'm hoping for. Uh, somebody, I, I, you know, again, I know him. I met him, and I'm a fan. So, I, I, I hope that I hope that's what ends up happening. So, all right, thanks everybody for this discussion. Thank you, Tom Bell. Thank you, Tommy Sandvik. That will do it for this edition of the Diz Unplugged. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next time. In parting, remember, stay out of the damn way. 